0: Welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is all about disasters that happened in the weeks leading up to our wedding, and... This title is, sorry, it's a little clickbaity. Um, some of these probably could be called disasters, and they certainly felt like disasters at the time. But really, the whole point of this episode is to say, here, look at these 14, 14 plus, really, as, uh, as you'll see as we keep going, some of these have some sub disasters underneath them. Um, but here's this list of, you know, 14 plus things that happened in the month, week, day before our wedding. Um, that, you know, could have been really awful and catastrophic, but we handled it and it ended up working out great. So if you have any disasters looming or if anything awful has happened to you um, in the weeks and months leading up to your wedding, just know that, like, you are going to get through it and your wedding is going to be great. Um, And again, this is, like, disasters is a pretty strong word. Um, I'm not talking about true, true disasters, like, Thank goodness, you know, nobody in our life passed away. Nobody was horribly ill. We weren't dealing with any like natural disasters or fires or, you know, things like that. So obviously, if that's something that you're dealing with, um, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry you're dealing with that and that that is unfortunately part of your wedding planning journey and I don't mean to say that like oh of course you can bounce back and still have an amazing wedding depending on uh, your disaster you may need to postpone or press pause or whatever it is Um, so my heart goes out for you there but um, if you're dealing with these more uh, small scale disasters hopefully there's a way through and uh, you feel kind of inspired hearing how we made it through all of ours and again Um, you know, disasters with a grain of salt. And these are things that, that we did make it through, and we still had an amazing wedding day. All right, number one. So the first uh, disaster that happened to us is I went to my final dress fitting um, about a month before our wedding day, maybe six weeks. Um, And it was very strange because I showed up and uh, the original seamstress that I had been working with wasn't there. Like she was, I guess, out for lunch or something, but she had booked this appointment. Like she chose the day and the time. Um, So instead it was uh, the tailor who was her husband. It's like a a husband and wife team. um, And he's like, oh, uh, you know, she's not here here. Um, you're, you're a bit early, like you don't need to be here this early before your wedding. And I was like, well, your wife, you know, picked the date and the time. So it's kind of strange, like, <laughs> that she would ask me to come and then not be here. And it also be too early before my wedding, but whatever. Um, he's like, oh, okay, you know, you know, put on the dress, we'll see what we can do. So I go to put on the dress, um, he's not able to zip it. And the whole time I was like, absolutely terrified that this dress would not zip um, when I first bought my dress, I was actually between the, the dress I went with, with the zipper, and another dress that was a corset back, um, and I'm so happy I went with my dress, it was beautiful, I really loved it, but the corset back one, I kept thinking, like, oh, that would have just been such a nice, um, you know, relief to not have to worry about, like, will it zip? Because it's, like, of course it's going to tie up, it's a corset, it can be as tight, as loose, as tight, or as loose as you want, whereas a zipper is, like, you know, you got to be that size, um, and it did zip the very first on my very first fitting, uh, earlier in the summer. And then like, as soon as I got home from that fitting, something snapped in my brain and I was like, oh, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to worry anymore. And I just kept putting it off, telling myself like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna start working out and I'm gonna start eating better and all this diet culture crap that I really didn't want to get into, um suffice to say did not happen so i wasn't shocked that it didn't zip but i was you know a little bit upset um just that i would have to pay to get it you know, whatever they would need to do if they were going to put in a corset or let out some of the material if there was any available. um, And that that would just be expensive. And also like not something I wanted to deal with in this, you know, five, six weeks before the wedding day. Um, He was also measuring the bottom of the dress. And he was like, Oh, where you need to hem it, you know, and I was like, what didn't you already hem it? Like, that's what I did last time. He's like, Oh, you must be wearing different shoes. And I said, No, these are the exact same shoes. I bought them specifically before the first fitting. So it was very discouraging. I basically went home, Um, from that which was supposed to be my final fitting and you know being told like this dress you know does not fit you we have no idea what we're going to do with the back it's the wrong you know length we have to do all this work to hem it Um, yeah just really uncomfortable and not happy about that Uh, luckily the, um, seamst- the original seamstress I was working with, the wife, she called me a few hours later and said, Hey, I'm so sorry I wasn't here. I'm in tomorrow. Can you please come back? Like, I want to see, you know, what's going on. So I went back the next day, and uh, miracle of all miracles, she was able to get it zipped and she was sort of chastising her husband, like, Oh, he doesn't know how to do it. You know, you have to hook this part first and then hold this part with your hands and zip this thing. It was, you know, a <laughs> whole thing. Um, and then she let me know she actually left it a little bit longer on purpose to give me, like, a little bit of a train. Um, and she watched me walk and she's like, no, that's a perfect length, like any shorter. And we're going to, you know, see your shoes and things like that. Um, which, you know, in, in a perfect world, I probably would have hemmed it a little bit. It was a tiny bit long. Um, but I certainly did not need to pay uh, hundreds of more dollars to get it hemmed like a quarter of an inch or half an inch or something like that. So that was a huge load off <laughs> to realize that, okay, the dress does zip. Um, it doesn't need to be hemmed. I can take it home today. And it was actually really nice. I got to bring my husband and my mother-in-law, um, with me to the appointment so uh, my husband was the one I shared in our wedding story podcast he was the one who you know got me ready who zipped me into the dress on the day of so it was really nice to be able to bring him to the store and the seamstress could show him like okay you got to do this hook first then you zip this part then you do this um who knew a zipper could be so complicated but it was and my mother-in-law got to see the dress and she really liked it so that was uh it ended up being a very nice day but uh the day before was super stressful and it did end up fitting on the wedding day it was very tight but but it worked we got it. Up, so that's all that matters. Disaster number two um, is all about sort of vaccinations and guests and that sort of thing. And if you're getting married in these times, that is probably something you're dealing with, needing to um, you know, ask your guests about their vaccine status, needing to put in different vaccine mandates, either something that you are putting in, your venue is putting in, maybe your county, your area, your country, wherever they have their own rules. Um, For us, it was a little bit of both. Obviously, we wanted to make sure all of our guests were gonna be safe. Um, We had 21 guests in the end, and it was gonna be an indoor and outdoor celebration and uh, rules came down in our area about a month or so before our wedding um, that made it sound like all guests needed to be uh, at least partially vaccinated in order to attend our wedding. Uh, we later got clarification on those rules that that only applied to weddings of more than 50 people. So we were actually okay, but it was something that was very important to us. Um, and unfortunately we did have one guest who uh, wasn't able to make it. It was just a bit of a stressful situation. Um, he kind of you know, ghosted us. We were sending messages to him. This is uh, my husband's friend you know they were messaging back and forth and he just sort of stopped answering and we we didn't know if it was about the vaccine thing or not, as that had been, you know, part of a larger message. Um, but we eventually got in touch with him and he was, you know, very courteous. And we are hopeful he still um, does change his mind as, as he seems open to to conversations about it and getting his questions answered. And especially, you know, my husband works in healthcare. Um, so he's very passionate about <laughs> about people, you know, getting vaccinated and doing whatever they can to, to protect themselves and their loved ones. So unfortunately he wasn't able to join us. Um, but we did have a few guests at the very, sort of last minute uh get vaccinated which was amazing just you know for life but also for our wedding it was really great and uh we felt really you know really good on the day of our wedding it felt like covid wasn't a thing um and i don't mean that that we you know were irresponsible and had 500 unvaccinated people in a room or anything there is 20. I guess 23 of us, including myself and my husband, um, all of us fully vaccinated. I think I would say 22 of the 23 fully vaccinated. I think one person had only had a first dose, Um, but just because it was such a small group and we were all vaccinated, and it was in a private home, and we had the indoor/outdoor option. It really did feel like pre-COVID times, you know, like we were hugging, um, standing next to people, chatting with them, uh, not not sharing spoons or anything because you know we don't do that. But um, yeah, it felt really nice. We only had to wear masks sort of in the common areas of the apartment building, like taking the elevators and things like that. But besides that, it felt it felt like a really nice, normal <laughs> event, which we really loved and appreciated. And it's now been you know ten days past our wedding, and no one is sick, so I think we are good to go. Disaster number three, this is also related to that mandate that came through. Um, So with just 27 days to go to our wedding, we had to find a brand new officiant and photographer. So unfortunately, the original officiant and photographer we had hired uh, were not vaccinated. And that was something that was already causing us a ton of stress. I talked about this in a previous episode, I think called hard decisions for your wedding. Um, We were super stressed about it. It really made us uncomfortable. We didn't want to put any of our guests in a weird position, um, but we were friends with the photographer and the officiant. So it was also a bit awkward to kind of fire them. Um, So when this mandate came down that we thought applied to our wedding at the time, they didn't clarify the rules until a few weeks later. Uh, We kind of had the, I guess, excuse, but also like, you know, we really did have to make a decision. So we reached out to them and we said, we're so sorry, but you know, of course with this new mandate, you are not able to uh, be a part of our wedding. So we're going to need to, you know, make changes. And they were so gracious and so lovely about it. And, you know, totally understood, refunded our money right away, sent us like a really beautiful message telling, you know, how much they cared and loved us. Again, we are friends. This isn't, you know, just a normal relationship you would have with a uh, photographer or an officiant. Um, and, and even better news, they did end up getting uh, their vaccine a few weeks later. Um, we didn't want to make another change for our wedding, so they still were not a part of our day. But i um, so happy to hear that they are you know, vaccinated and protecting themselves and their families. Um, And it it ended up working out really great in the end. We found another officiant and photographer literally like 24 hours after we made this decision. Uh, We were so scared that everyone was going to be, you know, fully booked, but we ended up finding new people who were absolutely amazing, uh, fully vaccinated, (laughs) but just jumped right in and, you know, answered all our questions, gave us all the information we needed, and were amazing on our day. I could not imagine our day with a different officiant and photographer so it really ended up working out so well in the end which is kind of the theme of this episode if you haven't picked up yet we've got big disaster and then it working out really well in the end which i hope is exactly what happens with your wedding botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. Disaster number four is all about our dog. So we have a small dog. And I think probably the week, maybe two weeks before our wedding, um, you know, my husband is lying in bed, he was petting her and he found this little black bug. And he's like, Oh, what the hell is this? Um, We picked it out. And we did some research, and it turns out it was a flea. And we've had our dog for four or five years now. Um, She's never had fleas before. So we were totally shocked. Um, And then we did some more research. And we're like, yep, it is fleas. You know, she's been uh, scratching herself a bit more than normal. We found the actual flea bug, we saw little remnants of I think it's like flea poop, you can like see in their skin. Um, It was just awful. And we were like, oh, man, this is gonna be so bad because, you know, not only does our poor pup have fleas, but we wanted her to be part of our wedding day. And we were also having people come to stay at our house during our wedding. So we needed to make sure that the place was, you know, flea free. So we jumped into like flea overdrive <laughs> or whatever. Um, we took her to the vet, we got medication for her, we bought special shampoo, we gave her like eight baths in a week. Um, we were brushing her every day with a special like flea comb to get rid of, um, any of the fleas. We did a huge deep clean of our house, like vacuuming every day, doing all of our bedding and the laundry a few times. Um, Quarantining, we took like all of her, you know, beds and toys and stuff like that and put them in like a little quarantine area. So, luckily, we are um, on the other side and she had no signs of fleas uh, leading up to the wedding day. And we did give her like one final like flea bath the morning of sort of thing. Um, Seems to be okay. We're still on high alert. We're still doing, you know, the deep cleaning of the house. We're still giving her um, some like preventative medication from the doctor, but I think we're okay. Um, there doesn't seem to be any, uh, side effects. Nobody's been reported any like flea invasions in their homes or on them or in their pets. So I think we're all right. And I think she's doing okay too. I think the flea issue is behind us, but just not a fun thing uh, to have to deal with, especially in the, you know, week or two before your wedding when you already have so much to do. And now you have like (laughs) deep cleaning your house and your pet to add on top of that. But just another disaster we got through. um the fifth disaster is just a ton of drama around deliveries and pickups and who was going to be at the venue and when um and I sort of threw all of these issues into one big disaster um because they all kind of came down at the same time but essentially for our wedding because we were having um, we sort of, you know, did it DIY style and we had it at a private residence and we were serving our favorite foods. There was a lot of pickup and deliveries to coordinate. So we had a few people, basically friends of my mom's, um, who lived in the same building or who lived nearby who were helping us out, you know, picking up things at, at nearby restaurants or waiting for the Uber Eats delivery person to bring them upstairs, Um We had someone going to get sushi. There was an issue with the flowers, just all that sort of like, you know, a bunch of stuff sort of came up last minute. Um, The people who were helping us out changed a few times, which is funny because I was writing them all thank you cards and I had to throw out like three different thank you cards because I wrote it. And then my mom would text me like, oh, actually it's going to be this person. I was like, okay, I'll write a new one. A little bit stressful. The uh, person who we had hired to be our server for the day of ended up also being changed kind of like two days beforehand, which, um, you know, worked out fine, but I think it was a bit stressful, especially for my mom, as she had met with the original server twice before to sort of give them like a lay of the land, where things are going to go, what the different responsibilities are, and then we had a new person kind of last minute. Um, There's a bit of drama about having, you know, my mom and my husband's mom and an aunt, and you know, show up the day before to help set things up, just drama in terms of like, who do we actually want there? Who's going to be helpful? How do we ask people to help us, um, you know, people not really knowing where to go, people saying they wanted to help, but not, you know, not wanting to help. Um, it's difficult. And I, I realize that it makes me sound like such a spoiled brat of like, oh, how do we ask people or how do we tell people to like go and do stuff for us? And that's not really it at all. This had always been a thing that um, my husband and I had said, like, you know, we're happy to do this all by ourselves. Um, but if you are offering to help, you know, here, here are some things we need help with. If you don't want to do those things, like no problem. Um, But, you know, please do let us know. Please don't just, you know, drag your feet or sort of, you know, make excuses or ask, not even make excuses, you know, but you know how people do sort of, oh, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it so I can move on and find someone else who can do it or, you know, pay to get things delivered. Um, It's just, yeah, it's tough when you have a wedding that you're sort of doing it yourself and you're asking a lot of people to help out or you're paying them to help you out or they have said they want to help out. Um, Yeah, it's just difficult, you know, family dynamics, uh, weird timing and event planning and all that stuff. Um, Of course, it all worked out in the end. We got all of the food. Uh, where it needed to be, when it needed to be there. We got our flowers and, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, little hiccups, but we, we made it through it all. It was just a bit stressful and sort of the week or two before as things were changing and we were needing to coordinate with everyone, but we made it. <laughs> uh, following up to that, disaster number six was we decided to order donuts for our wedding. That was one of our dessert items. Big hit. Everyone loved them. They're our favorite donuts in town. Um, and we were waffling on whether or not we wanted to get the donuts delivered, we wanted to pick them up, or we wanted to have someone else pick them up. See, the issue with delivery was that you can't customize exactly what flavors you want. You can sort of put it in the memo box, but it's just through like an Uber Eats thing, so they can't guarantee it. Um, And then if we did want to actually decide which flavors we wanted, The only option for that is pickup, So someone would have to go and get them. So uh, eventually we decided, okay, fine, you know, we'll coordinate. Somebody is available. Somebody will go and get them. Uh, So we go on the website. We're all ready. We put in our order. And of course, the only weekend that they are not accepting pickup orders is the weekend of our wedding. Literally every other weekend, every other day of the entire month is free, except for our wedding weekend. So we were in a big panic. We're like, oh my God, does this mean they're closed? Are they not, you know, making donuts? What's happening? So I reached out to them. And they're like, oh, no, we're not closed. We're just like full for pickup orders. So you're going to have to come in person. Um, so we ended up just doing this ourselves. This was like the one Uh, well not the one but it was a pre-wedding task we gave ourselves on the day of the wedding we went down to the donut shop in the morning and picked up the donuts it ended up working out just fine we got the flavors we wanted there was a bit of drama in that the person at the store was saying oh you're only allowed to order you know six of the same kind and we were trying to get like 15 of the same kind and I said "No, no no I reached out already um through message like they told me this was totally fine and she ended up Caving, I think. I think she was just, you know, um, not being paid enough to care. So she was like, "Yeah, fine, whatever. Have as many donuts as you want." So it ended up working out fine, but it was just hilarious. That of course we go to order, and the only weekend, the only two days of the entire month that were closed for pickup orders was our wedding weekend. Disaster number seven is all about the weather. So, uh, like any person who is planning part of their wedding to be outside, we were checking the weather. Um, just all the time, absolutely, (laughs) constantly stuck to the weather apps on our phone, I had, you know, the weather app on my phone, plus like three different weather websites that I had opened, and I would check them all to see. (laughs) And of course, they all had like slightly different weather, which was concerning that we can all get on the same page. So we first started checking the 14 day forecast, Um, even though my friend who studied meteorology was like, you really can't trust anything until you're like three or four days ahead. Um, But at the 14 day, it was pure sunshine except for the Sunday of our wedding which just caused us to like laugh out loud like of course every single day would be sunny except for our wedding day um then as things got closer it was actually calling for rain like all of the days um and, you know, hour by hour, we just kept watching it. Very stressful. Of course, it ended up working out in the end. We actually didn't get any rain on our wedding day. It was a little overcast, but it didn't actually rain. Um, However, we had already set up our ceremony to be inside just because we thought it was going to rain. And we ended up keeping the ceremony inside, which I think worked out great. We just, you know, we didn't have to do a last minute move. We didn't have to still worry about the rain, you know, during the ceremony. Nobody was cold. Uh, We didn't have to fight with like the wind in terms of being heard or anything like that. And we still went up to our rooftop area to do our first dances and to do some photos. So I think it ended up working out well in the end, um, but it would have been very nice if we didn't have that sort of uh, literal rain cloud hanging over us. Disaster number eight was with reservations and restaurants. So in our area, um, indoor dining is allowed and it's, um, You know there's no restrictions on it anymore however previously there were restrictions where you were only allowed to have six people at a table or you could only dine with people in your own household or things like that so a few restaurants are still using those old rules um, which is like totally their prerogative they're allowed to however that did uh, cause some stress with our restaurant reservations my mom arranged a happy hour the day before our wedding as sort of like a pseudo like wedding shower for us we were doing happy hour with uh, some people who had come in from out of town there's gonna be thirty 13 of us total. Um, And we had planned to have it at this uh, restaurant right near the spa. We were were getting our nails done. Um, Really great place. We've been there before. We love their happy hour. Great food, great drinks. Um, My mom had, you know, called them ahead of time and they said, yeah, yeah, no problem. Just like, you know, we don't take reservations more than two weeks out, but just, you know, give us a call and it'll be fine. And of course she goes into the restaurant and they're like, oh, that day is totally full for reservations. Um, even though she did come at exactly two weeks out, which means they do take reservations before two weeks out if they're totally full. And they said, no, we can't do more than six. I don't know what somebody told you. No, we can't even do like, you know, two tables of six and put them near each other. No, no, no. Um, So that was awful. But we ended up finding another place that uh, was able to seat us at two tables next to each other, which worked out fine. And then we planned a lunch with our parents for the day after the wedding. And same thing, we had found a really awesome uh, Mediterranean Restaurant that we thought would be really fun um, to do a brunch or brunch lunch with our parents, but same thing, they were not accepting uh, groups of more than six and very specifically said on their website, like, please do not try to come with a large group and split up into two tables, like, you cannot do that. Um, but we found another restaurant, not as good, like, the food was just kind of meh. Uh, but all I think there was nine of us at that point, all nine of us were able to sit at the same table, which was really nice uh, and kind of what we wanted. So, again, it worked out in the end, but uh, just the stress of needing to make. New reservations and new plans um, for larger groups at the last minute was was not great. was not It was not our favorite thing. All right, moving on to disaster number nine. So this one was more of a personal disaster. But about two weeks before our wedding, I started getting a really awful sore throat. It was so so bad. I went through like so much tea, so many packs of uh, Ricola or Halls or whatever it was, um, lots of different, like, I think I used like a spray or a cough syrup or something like that. It was to the point where I would like wake up in the morning and like almost cry because that's how dry my throat was. Um, it was really awful and it kind of turned into a bit of a cold as well. Um, I, was, I was a bit nervous it was COVID. Um, I have already had COVID uh, and, I, and I am double vaccinated so I didn't think it was and I did a few online Uh, surveys and and it said um, like the official like government site said uh, my symptoms were not um, in line with with COVID. So I I didn't go get tested. Um, But luckily, uh, everything was, you know, everything solved itself. And I really do think it was just like wed stress getting to me, (laughs) like, you know, when you are super stressed out about things, you're not sleeping well, and you're not eating right. And your body just is more susceptible to uh, illness. And I think I think that's what it was. Uh, Luckily, it went away, uh, actually, before probably it went away like nine or 10 days uh, before our actual wedding was when I started to feel better. And then day of our wedding, I was, you know, completely, completely well. So it ended up working out. It was just a little scary. Um, Usually when I get sick, it's like 24 hour sick. Like I have a really horrible cold for 24 hours, but then I wake up the next morning and I'm totally fine. So the fact that this one lingered for a few days was like very concerning, (laughs) Um, but I made it through. Disaster number 10 was, oh, I hate to call it a disaster, but my husband's brother, so my brother-in-law and his new wife got married the week before us, which was a little bit stressful. Um, It was, yeah, it was just, it's difficult to go to the wedding, um, you know, a family wedding the week before yours when you are, of course, busy with uh, your own wedding stuff. Um, Unfortunately, it was just, you know, how things sort of worked out timing wise. We did have our wedding booked uh, first, (laughs) if I (laughs) just to put it out there. I know it makes me sound like a bad person, but we did have our wedding book first. We sent out our save the dates first. Um, And for them, this is actually like the third or fourth postponement. Uh, They've been trying to get married since like 2019, Um, but they got pregnant and then COVID and then uh, their venue shut down. So this is like, you know, their fourth version of this wedding. And of course we weren't going to say like, no, you can't get married a week before us. Um, if, you know, they want to get married this year and we don't want to, to hold them back anymore. They are already legally married. So this was just like the wedding part. Um, but you know, we, we weren't going to tell them not to do it. Uh, and I'm so, I'm so glad we got to go to their wedding and got to spend time with them. Unfortunately, um, it was quite rushed. And my partner because he works in healthcare and, uh, you know, they're really limited with time off. They're just very short staffed. We weren't actually able to take off, um, days any any days so we drove up to their wedding uh, on the Saturday and it's a five-hour drive from where we live and then we had to drive back on the Sunday which was the actual day of their wedding because my partner worked at like eight in the morning on Monday and because it's a five-hour drive we had to leave at like three o'clock so basically we just stayed for the ceremony and then we had to go uh, which totally sucked we would have loved to stay for the reception and actually you know spend more time with them but we did get to come up on the Saturday for their rehearsal uh dinner which was nice we got to see them then and it was totally worth it um though my poor partner had to drive like 11 hours in two days and then work a full week and then go into his own wedding weekend so I think he is still (laughs) catching up on sleep just super exhausted from all of that and we did have some drama with our rental car um you know, we had booked it months in advance. And then the day of the Saturday, we were supposed to pick it up, they called us an hour before we're supposed to pick it up saying we have no car. We were in a huge panic, you know, trying to figure out, okay, is there a train? Is there a flight we can catch? What can we do? They call back and say we do have a car, but it won't be ready for three and a half hours. So of course, we have to take it. Um, But it sucked because we did end up missing the actual rehearsal for their wedding. Um, And and most of the rehearsal dinner too, we kind of came for the leftovers at the end. But all in all, we made it. It was a beautiful time. Very glad we got to see their wedding and be a part of it, and that they could come the next week and be a part of ours. So <laughs> busy time, but um, you know, happy happy we could be a part of each other's big days disaster number 11. And I'm laughing because my notes for this disaster are just I'm a dummy. So I was using a hair removal cream. Um, You've seen them at the drugstores, I'm sure. Uh, I was using that on my face because yes, I am a person who gets, uh, you know, some stray hairs on my chin or on my Um, upper lip or whatever. This is not a new thing. This happens to lots of people. Um, And I was like, oh, I want to, you know, use this cream and make sure I don't have any, you know, I don't want to have a a mustache in my wedding photos. So I was using the cream, um, but like a dummy, I left it on too long. And it kind of had that burning sensation, which should have told me, okay, take it off. But I was, again, a dummy. (laughs) and left it on my face too long. And I ended up kind of like burning my face. So I had red marks um, all over my chin and my, my upper lip, um, weirdly just on the right-hand side, not the left-hand side. I don't know why. Um, but it just was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And it just looked like, you know, really bad, like acne scarring, which I, I'm very fortunate that I don't have acne scarring. So it's just like, of course I would do something stupid and mess up my face the week of my wedding. Literally, literally, oh, like literally like three days before my wedding. Um, I did this to myself, which was just like, oh, such a dummy. Should not have done it. should not have done it. Um, It ended up fine. You know, I just covered it with makeup in the days before. And then of course, for the actual wedding day, I went to a professional makeup artist, um, and she was able to cover it. So it's fine. It's not visible in any of the photos, but just was one of those things. Every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, you are an idiot. (laughs) Like how, how, why did you do this to yourself? You are a grown person. You should know how to handle your, your hair and, and, you know, figure out hair removal at this point. But Oh, well, it happened. It's fine. You can't see it in any of the photos, which leads us to disaster number 12, another thing that just happens that you can't control. Um, You know, I got my little visit from Mother Nature. My uh, period started and I had been, you know, I have a period app on my phone and I've been tracking my period all year long, checking, okay, is it going to happen on the wedding day? Is it going to happen? And the app kept saying, no, no, no. Um, I usually have a slightly longer cycle and I'm, you know, it's kind of irregular, which you probably don't need to know. But... (laughs) Um, you know, I was looking at my charts and I was saying, oh, absolutely not. There's no way, you know, I never get my period on time. It's always, you know, a longer cycle. So I'm going to be fine. No problem. No problem. And then of course the day before our wedding, I get my period. And I was like, of course, of course this is, this is going to happen. Why not? If there's ever a time for Aunt Flo to come to town, it's your wedding weekend. Um, so any advice to uh, people who have periods Um, If you are going to get your period on your wedding weekend or if it just, you know, surprises you and, and happens to come, I highly recommend a menstrual cup and a period panties. Um, I just got this, sorry, this is like a little sidebar all about these things. I think it's super, super, super important, big, honestly, life-changing for me. So I highly recommend them. Um, I just started using the menstrual cup and the period panties a few months ago. And I recommend if you, if this is like totally new to you, get started a few months before your wedding so you have time to get used to it. Um, obviously the period panties are pretty simple. They're just, uh, they're just like underwear. (laughs) They're just regular, uh, panties, but depending on the kind you buy, you sort of free bleed into them or you can use them as like a backup if you're using uh, tampons or pads or a cup. Super handy. They kind of like hold the um, blood, I guess, in. I don't know how any of it works technology wise, but they hold the blood in the underwear so it doesn't leak and it also doesn't smell. They're like magical and you just rinse them out in the sink, you know, once you're done with them and then you run them in the laundry like normal. I think the only thing is you can't dry them and you can't use fabric softener. So super simple. And then the cup is just like the most amazing thing. And it does take some getting used to, like your first, you know, one or two cycles, it might be just a bit of a learning curve to figure out like how to put it in, how to make sure it's in correctly and it's not leaking. Um, but it's just so, so handy. Um, as someone who <laughs> struggled for like the first probably 10 years of my period, always constantly worried, you know, am I leaking? Is some, is my pad showing? Do I have enough tampons on me? Um, you know, just, just, uh, just horrible, all the horrible things that people who get periods go through uh, learning how to deal with their period. I wish someone had come to me at 13 and been like, here's a period cup, here's how you use it. It's just so perfect. Like, they're really, once it's in there, like, there's really no leakage. Um, you can change it out anytime you're in a bathroom with clean running water, or bring your own clean running water, so you don't have to have a bunch of supplies on you. It is, uh, you know, better for the environment. You're not throwing out a ton of pads and tampons and things like that. So for my wedding day, and again, this is very TMI. I'm sorry if you're here and, and you don't need this information. <laughs> um, but for my wedding day, I had my cup and I had my period panties, and I just felt so protected. Like I literally was not worried, even though I was wearing a white dress on my wedding day, all eyes on me you know, photographer taking photos. I wasn't worried at all because I just felt so confident with the cup and with the period panties. And I also had little like shorts on underneath or uh, on top of of those. So I had like three layers of protection Um, and it was so good. So I highly recommend it. Um, If you are, even if you're not getting married, if you are a person who has a period, I highly recommend looking up a menstrual cup and period panties. I will will jump off of this uh, soap Soapbox, sidebar, both, both things. Um, I'm done. I promise. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Disaster number 13, we got a huge rainstorm the Friday before our Sunday wedding. Like absolutely awful, like getting weather alerts for it. Rain, I've never seen um, this level of rain in our our city before. There were, you know, news reports about it, articles coming out. Luckily for us, the worst of it was the Friday. So that was the day it was like, you know, absolutely awful rain. My poor family came in from Toronto that day and my sister shows up (laughs) in flip-flops and like a tank top. She's she's very much of the dress for the weather you want, not the weather you have kind of person. Um, so she had to go out and buy like new shoes and a jacket. But lucky for us, it was just the Friday. Uh, Saturday was pretty dry all day long, except for you know, it rained at night. And then Sunday, our wedding day was actually dry all day and all night. So we really, really lucked out. But having that huge rainstorm on Friday just was, you know, felt like such a huge bad omen. And we were like, oh my God, this is it. Like all weekend long, it's going to be like this. But it ended up working out. And then 14, I sort of have a list of mini disasters. These are all the disasters that kind of happened on the wedding day. And again, these are very minimal disasters, but thought I would share them with you anyways. So the first being we were running late. Um, I felt very rushed, sort of as soon as our photographer showed up. It really felt like things kicked into gear. Um, You know, at one point in our schedule, I had planned for us to have like half an hour of downtime Uh, when we arrived at the venue before the ceremony started. And it felt like we had like negative 10 minutes. Like we were, you know, super behind. And I thought like my, you know, my mom and the other people who were helping out also felt like they were behind, things felt rushed. So that was very stressful. Um, Our live stream ended up being a little bit longer than I thought it was gonna be. Um, We had told people, you know, it's just a 15, 20 minute ceremony. I think the actual video ended up being like 45 minutes. And it's not that our ceremony was very long. It's just that we started late (laughs) um, because we were behind so the first 20 minutes of the video are just uh people like coming into the ceremony space and us greeting them and giving them hugs and stuff and we decided to keep the mic muted during this part um just because we thought it would be uh you know really muffled and a bunch of weird noises my husband was wearing the mic on his lapel so it would just be like his voice that you would be able to hear and as we were hugging everyone you would get that awful like (sighs) sound in the mic um as people you know hugged him and and hit his jacket so we had it muted so some of our guests were freaking out about like oh my god we can't hear them we can't hear them and then some other guests figured it out and were able to type into the the chat box like oh they're muted like once they get started they'll unmute don't worry so it did work out in the end in that we were able to unmute and the audio was actually really great I was very impressed um for our live stream and I did a whole episode on how we set up our DIY live stream and it worked great. So if you are planning a live stream of your own, head back and listen to that episode. Um, but it is a longer video and I wonder if we lost some people who were like, okay, this is dumb. I don't want to listen to this on mute. Um, luckily it's just on YouTube, so they can always go back and watch it if they want to. <laughs> um, another disaster was that while my dress did fit, it was very tight to the point where it was like uncomfortable for me to sit and uncomfortable for me to eat. Um, again, not a huge deal. Uh, I would have liked to be more comfortable, of course, but it was, you know, one day, one evening, not, not awful. And I did pack myself a little to go box. And when we got back to the hotel, uh, my husband unzipped me, I put on my pajamas, and I sat in bed cross legged eating sushi out of a little like to go container I packed for myself, (laughs) uh, which was super fun. And of course, we got to eat leftovers like for the rest of the week. So no worries, I got all the good food another disaster was that the curls didn't last in my hair, which was very sad. I sat at the salon for like two hours getting my hair and makeup done. I have a ton of hair. Um, it, well, it was very long. I've cut it since and it was all curly and beautiful. And literally like 10 minutes after I left the salon, all of the curls had fallen out. And by the time the ceremony came around and, you know, we were taking family photos, I had pretty much pinned straight hair again, which was very sad. Um, I would have liked to, you know, have those curls last a bit longer and and have that look, but, uh, I'm sure it's fine. I haven't seen the photos yet, but I'm sure they still look. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, another disaster was just how tired I felt, and I did feel almost a little left out at the reception just because I was so exhausted. And my introverted uh, self really comes out when I am exhausted, so I really felt more like I wanted to take a step back. And that's just you know not it's not a disaster, but just not the best way to feel on your wedding day. And lastly, I was a little stressed for other people too, um, especially my mom. I could tell that she was a bit stressed, you know, running around making sure all the food was put out right, that people were finding their drinks, that people who were spilling their drinks were able to clean up, um, everyone had what they needed, things were happening on time. And I just didn't, I didn't want that for her. And I'm very much the kind of person where like, if someone near me um, is having an emotion, I am also feeling that emotion. Um, I, I don't want to call myself like an empath or anything like that. I don't think it's quite that um magical. But, um, you know, I'm really attuned to other people's emotions in the room. So I could feel that stress from my mom. And I didn't want that for her. Like I wanted her to be able to enjoy the day. And I obviously didn't want to feel stressed either. So those were the day of disasters. I'm not going to recap because I don't want to go through uh, 14 horrible disasters. But suffice to say, everything we dealt with in the weeks, months, days, hours leading up to our wedding, um, we made it through all of it. And we had an amazing wedding day. I'm so, so happy with how our wedding went. Everyone had a great time. We had a great time. It was so meaningful, so special. Everything we wanted. Was it perfect? Of course not. Could we have done without these disasters? Of course. But if things like this are coming up for you, you know, needing to find vendors at the last minute, issues with guests, issues with, you know, things being dropped off and delivered, uh, issues with the weather, feeling sick, um, being a dummy like me and putting hair removal cream on your face for too long. Uh, But if things like this happen, know that you can, of course, make it through and your wedding day is still, Going to be amazing and everything you wanted. It's not going to be perfect, but these are the things that make it, um, make it fun, make it yours, make it that that story. You know, like people, um, you'll remember. You know how much better your. I don't know, venue or how much better your reception was because you had to make that last minute catering switch or something like that. It's just, it would, if everything went perfect, it would be like, you know, it'd be like a fairy tale. It's not real life and your wedding is real life and your marriage is real life. So I think it's important to get through these disasters together, make it up the other side and still have an amazing wedding. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review. Follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings.